I'm Scott Spade. I'm your host, and I'm looking forward to today's interview. I'm so excited to have Tony Caggiano on with us. This is probably something that you've never thought about worrying about or thinking about that we're going to talk about today. But I think in today's society and what's what's going on kind of around the world, I think what we're going to talk about today is so important. And so I'm looking, I'm really excited to have you on, Tony, today. And so welcome to the welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. So you are known as the ADA comply guy. Yes. Talk, tell me what is what are what is your expertise? Where do you where do you where do you play it? Well, um, I've been doing this for the past uh, almost two years now. Um, long story short, you know, I have owned several businesses. I've been an entrepreneur most of my life. And throughout my businesses, I've always tried to give back. Um, and, you know, I volunteered with um, the Special Olympics years ago. And, you know, we also have a son who's on the autism spectrum. And, you know, so we've always been involved with giving back to people who, you know, were in need of assistance in some way or another. Um, and what I was doing in my spare time a few years ago, right before COVID, was building an application um, you know, a, a phone app to help connect local businesses and our local schools here in North Carolina to help do fundraising, to help the businesses, to help the schools. And then when COVID hit, I had to shelve it. But I had been talking to a developer who was working on this, this uh, software that helped make business websites compliant uh, to the ADA or the Americans with Disabilities Act to help make websites more compliant to, uh, or to more accessible to people with disabilities and not just seeing or hearing disabilities. This is, this includes cognitive learning disabilities, um, you know, dyslexia, uh, ADHD, um, even colorblindness. You know, these are, these are things that we can now put on websites to help give these, um, give people with disabilities the ability to adjust the website to their needs. And so I was intrigued by it. And I, I, being in IT for many years, I knew about ADA, um, you know, the ADA law for websites, but I just, it just hadn't dawned on me. It really wasn't widespread because I hadn't been seeing it. And so I'm like, this is a great opportunity to not only give back, but to also start a business to help business owners, which I also love doing being an entrepreneur. So uh, it was just, it felt to me like the perfect calling. And so what I wanted to do was, utilize the software and go help businesses. But it started evolving and growing from there. I started doing more research about it and, and realizing that the software really helped, but there was a lot more we could do. So, you know, we started doing more and helping, um, you know, make websites more accessible beyond the tools by um, assisting with SEO and alternate text, which helps screen readers for people with, with um seeing disabilities, and then also going into doing closed captioning for videos for people with hearing disabilities. Um, so I really wanted to grow this to make, to help businesses become aware of the need and the urgency for this, um, because the stat right now is over 25% of the um, population of internet users worldwide have some kind of disability that hinders their use of most websites. And so that is millions of users that can't use most websites because of, of um, their, them being non-accessible. So, um, so I really wanted to take this to really become an advocate for the disabled community, but also at the same time, be able to help businesses um, connect with them and um, do that as well. And then I started 
finding more and more benefits for the business owners, which includes, as we, we talked about briefly before the podcast, you know, the ability to get them up to $5,000 every year in tax credits, which is a dollar for dollar refund on your taxes for um, putting accessibility tools onto your website. Um, and so that's what I've been able to do, create a, a program, a solution for businesses that helps get them the solutions they need to make their websites accessible, helping the disabled community, and then getting reimbursed um, for doing the right thing. So it's the government gave you a way to, to pay for your own services, didn't it? Ex exactly. <laughs> and, and the sad part is most people don't know it's available. And so that's yeah. what we're trying to do, become advocates for them as well as the people um, in the disabled community. So it's, it's a win-win for everyone involved. Yeah, I just saw that um, a post about that yesterday and and I was like, well, it's interesting that that you're going to be on the on the on the podcast with me today. And um, you know, talk tell them talk us talk to us a little bit about what that means to you know because when I think about a website, I just think visual. Mm -hmm. And and I've got a I've got a really good friend. Um, he's married. He works a job. He's on Facebook, and he's yeah. he's posting on Facebook and responding to people on Facebook and he's been blind. I mean, he was born blind mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and it's interesting to, to connect with him on, on Facebook. They live in, in California. And, um, and so I'm able to follow them and, and just, it, that's just really cool. Yes. Yeah. Well, there, there are many, many tools out there for, you know, a lot of the larger companies and the SaaS companies, um, you know, social media companies that have, large teams of developers and such, they, they have the ability to build in a lot of tools into their sites. And so I'm sure, um, you know, Facebook has screen reader ability built in. So that way you're able to connect with people on Facebook that, you know, do rely on tools like screen readers and such. Um, and then, you know, some of the, the larger corporations that have been sued um, for being non-compliant, like Home Depot, Chick-fil-A, Sephora, even Beyonce and Kylie Jenner, you know, they've, they've gotten sued. They've got, they've paid their 50,000 plus in fines. And then they go to their developing team and say, Hey, okay, we need to now, you know, redesign our website, reprogram it to the point where we can include all of the, the things in our websites. And so, you know, they spend a million or two million on revamping their website. But um, it really comes down to the small and medium-sized businesses now that are, you know, being targeted by these ADA attorneys, you know, nationwide um, and even worldwide. Uh, we're really focusing on helping the millions of businesses in the U.S. now. Um, but as we grow, you know, my goal is to target more um, worldwide. But, you know, it, it comes down to the small and medium-sized businesses need more help. You know, they don't have the resources some of the larger, um, you know, companies do. So that's why we've, we've been able to find solutions for them and, and go about it this way. Cause it's really, you know, like, like your friend, it, it's not just the websites. It comes down to, you know, if you have a podcast and you're transcribing your podcast to put, you know, the words into, you know, into a transcription. So somebody can read your podcast that right there is, providing an accessibility option for your listeners because you're transcribing it. And just by having that, you are already eligible for whatever you spend. You're able to um, get 
tax dollars back for what you're doing on your podcast. So, you know, we're trying to make businesses, coaches, you know, online marketers aware of what they're doing. Some of the things that they're doing is are they're already eligible. It's right. not just our software and our services to, you know, add these tools, but it's also things like, you know, transcriptions. And if you're doing closed captioning, if you're providing videos that already have the closed captioning in there, those videos are accessible and therefore eligible for these these tax credits um, as well as grant programs that we're we're setting up as well so we can get even more money for larger businesses that need it wow so what what you know what is your ideal client like i mean what's who who is your ideal client to work with because i you know i know you probably don't want to get involved with home depot and, and all that political stuff and mess and but you know who who do you just enjoy working with? Yeah, well, I, that, that's a great question because I don't want the big companies. You know, yeah. you know, a lot of people are like, "Oh yeah, I'd love to work with the big companies." I love working with small businesses. You know, entrepreneurs. You know, people that really um, you know worked hard to start their own businesses or are franchisees, even you know, who own a small business that you know have help from their their parent company. Um, because they need, they need the help more than anything, because that's who these, um, these companies are, these attorneys are going after the smaller to medium sized businesses. And so a little bit getting into the weeds, a little bit about the tax credit, the ideal customer for the tax credit is a business that makes less than a million dollars in revenue per year. Or if they make over a million dollars, they have to have less than 30 full-time employees in order to qualify for the tax credit. So, I mean, that, that gives a range of a lot of small to medium-sized companies yeah. that we can work with. Um, there is, if a business does fall outside that realm of, you know, more than 30 full-time employees and makes more than a million, they're still eligible for up to $15,000 in tax deductions, which is a little bit different than a tax credit. Um, and I'm not an, a, um, an accountant or anything like that. So, you know, if, if you need the, the difference between a tax credit, which is a dollar for dollar refund and, um, you know, a deduction, which is a portion of your taxes taken off, if, if you need the technical terms, then, you yeah. know, I, I'm not going to get into that right now, but there, there's still options for, you know, tax solutions for businesses that, that fall outside that realm. But um, my sweet spot is I love working with, you know, the businesses that have, you know, the, the smaller businesses that I can get to know the business owner or the franchisee or, you know, somebody I can create that relationship with, because I really, even though I want to help a lot of businesses, I want to get to know these businesses as well and keep them as long-term customers. Because um, once we help them with our solution, I have a network that I've connected with of other business owners that I can, you know, wholeheartedly refer to others if they need yeah. connections with other business owners um, to help them out with different things like, you know, video editing or email marketing or Facebook ads or anybody like that. Um, and branding, you know, with, we both know Heather, she's amazing. So, yeah. um, you know, Shout this is the network that I've been able to put together um, over the past couple of years in order to, you know, further give value to the customers that I do work with and, and help them connect with the right people. That's funny. I've been reading a book by Bob Bird called um, Endless Referrals. And, uh, and he talks in there about being a connector. Yes. And some people are just, you know, that's that's me. I'm a, I'm a networker. I'm going to connect people with, you know, what that they what, what they need. And that's, that's interesting that you, you bring that up because 
with what you do and trying to to get that. Sometimes we don't think about, you know, as the saying goes, we don't know what we don't know. Right. And, you know, I don't have all the tools that I need to make, you know, some of the some of the videos or some, you know, voiceover or some of those types of things. So that's a really great opportunity for um, for some smaller businesses to, to connect with each other and do some business to business uh, versus business to consumer. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it really something that I've learned over the years of being an entrepreneur is, you know, you can't grow your business um, the way that you probably really want to if you're wearing too many hats. Yeah. You know, you have to delegate and you have to find people to bring upon your team, you know, not necessarily a full-time, you know, employee, but somebody that you can partner with or work with that you can delegate certain things to and, and hire a contractor to take a lot of things off your plate. So that way you can focus on growing your business instead of working in your business, doing all the different things. And that was something that took me a while when I was in my twenties, um, when I had my first business to learn is that, you know, I thought I had to do everything myself, you know, it would take too much time to delegate work and teach somebody how to do something or, or hire somebody to do it. I just get it done myself. Well, that was the wrong way to do it. <laughs> and, and it was a hard lesson, but you know, once I learned that and then I started becoming a, a great networker and, um, started loving that because I just got to meet so many great people and it's just yeah. a lot of fun. Well, I mean, it's, it's the principle of you could pay somebody $10, $20, $30 an hour to do something that's going to make, you know, where you could be out making $150, $200, $305, $500 an hour doing what you do best. Exactly. Yeah. So kind of give me an example, if you can, of a website that you've been working or you don't have to give a company name, but a website that you've been working on recently um, and kind of what you did to, to get them ADA compliant. Can, can you share that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the pieces is our software that, um, you know, I worked with this developer, I helped him um, pretty much become uh, one of the main marketing arms of it, you know, and giving him insights and things of how to, um, you know, uh, better the software over the past couple of years, because we, we did a, a huge update last year, um, put a lot of new features in there, you know, including one of the, the suggestions I had, because um, I knew a, a few friends of mine who had children with dyslexia. And so, you know, that was one of the things I found, there's a font that's available called Dyslexa that I wanted him to be able to put in there. And um, one of the tools, all you have to do is click on you know, the feature and it changes all of the fonts on the whole website to this one font. So it makes it in one click um, readable for somebody with dyslexia, with dyslexia. So basically the first step that we do is take a look at the website and add our toolbar. And it's as simple as taking the URL, plug it into our system and we'll get, it'll generate a, um, a short, about 10 lines of JavaScript code, which we'll copy and paste into the footer of their website. So it couldn't be, you know, a ClickFunnels funnel. It could be a website by Wix. It could be a WordPress website. It could be, you know, almost any type of funnel or website builder out there um, because it, most of those have a place. They're HTML based that we yeah. plug this into the footer of the website. And then that will point back and put our toolbar right on top of the website. And some people call them overlays. Some people call them widgets. Um, but, you know, and, and so what that does is gives the 
the person who's using the website the ability to open the toolbar, choose what they want to, and adjust the website instantly to what they need. And, and a lot of times it's not even somebody with a disability. Maybe it's somebody who just you know, wants to use a, um, a tool to help them scan the web page. Maybe it's a long form um, sales funnel that has a lot of words on it. We have a tool that can help them just you know, keep their cursor on it and follow along, you know, just, just different things like that. Um, then one of the next steps that we do is take a look at kind of the back end of the website and putting in alternate text. Yeah. What alt text is, is uh, something that a lot of SEO companies do to help rank better on Google. Um, mm -hmm. And so what that does is it puts text to images. And so when a screen reader scans the website, it's able to, you know, read what the alt text is to describe the picture that they're looking at. So if you're on, say, a Shopify page and you're trying to, you know, um, buy a scarf, you know, if, if it hovers over the red scarf, it'll say red scarf. If you hover over a green scarf, it'll say green scarf. So somebody who, you know, has a seeing disability um, can really understand, or even somebody who's colorblind can know that this is the red one that they want to order for their wife and not the green one. Um, so it, it's just things like that, that the alternate text really help, you know, as well as boosting, you know, once you do these types of things, your SEO is going to get boosted way up in Google. So that's right. one of the other benefits of making sure that you have alternate text on there. It's going to automatically help your SEO ranking in Google. Um, wow. And then one of the third things that we can do, one of the main things that we can do is take a look at any videos or, or um, closed captioning needs that you have on your website. If you have, you know, quick little videos, we can help you take those videos and get them closed captioning embedded in them. So that way, if you use the videos in, you know, an ad campaign or on your website or wherever you have them, the closed captioning is actually embedded right at the bottom of the video. So that way you can put it wherever you want and still be compliant and um, have those closed captioning available. So those so are the three main the things that we do um, as far as the compliance part. Yeah. Um, is that something that you do on a, on a contract ongoing basis for, you know, people that like coaches and um, uh, other people that, that do a lot of videos. I mean, is that something that, or is that tool do that automatically for them? Um, the, the toolbar does most of the work and then the SEO, the, the alt text and the closed captioning is something that we have some team members that, that help out with, you know, it's some manual process. We take a look at how many videos they have and such. Um, our main package includes, you know, a certain number of videos and a certain number of web pages for their SEO, uh, which is more than enough for most, you know, small to medium sized businesses, unless you have a, you know, hundred plus page website, you know, it's not going to be, you know, anything different, but what we do is we charge a one-time fee annually um, to take care of this. But then, you know, we go also to give them the paperwork and look at other things that they're doing. Like I said, like if they have a podcast and they're already paying for the podcast services that are transcribing it, those services become eligible for even more tax credits. So we're able to get them enough tax credits to cover the full cost of our services and then a little bit more to cover services that they're already paying for that we can uncover, you know, like the transcription of podcasts or if they're already paid to have a video um, closed captioning, we can help them get tax credits back for that as well. That's so, so cool. That's so cool. I think that's, you know, some, this is, this is something that most people don't think about. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people throw up a website and they think, okay, it's, it is. Um, and there for a while, I, you know, I was, I thought websites were kind of, 
going away, like ClickFunnels came on the on the scene, Facebook mm-hmm. came on the scene, and and it seemed like websites were kind of not as important. But it seems like now we've kind of gone full circle, and websites are becoming more and more um, prevalent and more and more of a in your face type of type of thing for marketing versus just you know people click on a Facebook link and they go to that website. Mm-hmm. I do, and you know I. I, for one, I, I get frustrated when a company uses their Facebook page as their website. I'm like, exactly. yeah, I, I do as well. It, it's always, you know, and that's that's one of the type of people that we can help as well, because, you know, I'm being a connector. I have connections to several web agencies that we can connect them with. You know, if they do need a website, then, you know, we can work that into the services to get them credits and tax credits back as well. But, you know, just just going back to what you were saying, having your Facebook page as your website is kind of limiting to a lot of yeah. businesses because it really doesn't give them the ability to, you know, it think of your website as your digital real estate. Like if you had a brick and mortar building, you walk in the front door, you know, you're greeted by either a receptionist or if it's a store, you see all of your goods and services. Yeah. You know, that's really what you want your website to be. Um, you know, yep. and your Facebook page is really a way for people to connect to your website and really get to know you better. Um, but I, I also believe, you know, you had mentioned ClickFunnels. I, I've been a follower of Russell's for several years now. And, you know, I, I wholeheartedly believe, you know, in, in sales funnels as well, because it gives a way to, you know, connect with the right type of client or, you know, um, your, your perfect client and, and utilizing sales funnels is, is a great way to market as well. And maybe lead back to, you know, if you're a coach or, or somebody that has a Facebook page or a Facebook group, yeah. you know, it's a great way to utilize that, to bring them back to your webpage or your group or, or whatever um, service or product that you have. And it's funny enough, um, you know, talking about ClickFunnels and Russell, Russell actually this year, finally, um, has an accessibility tool on the ClickFunnels website. So if you go to the ClickFunnels website, you'll see one of our competitors. And again, I don't really like to call them competitors because you know the the five or six other companies that are doing this the right way and have these type of tools out there, you know, they're helping to bring awareness to the yeah. millions of websites out there. And one of our our largest competitors slash, you know, um, partners, I, I like to call them because there's so, so much opportunity out there for everybody, you know, they probably only have, you know, in the realm of 50 to hundred thousand customers, that is a drop in the bucket for the millions of websites out there yeah. right now. There's only, there's less than 2% of websites worldwide have any kind of accessibility on them. So, wow. you know, we really want to work together to spread the word. And, I, and the way I look at it is, you know, being an advocate for this, I, if you decide not to utilize my services after I make you aware of it, that's fine with me as long as you do something. Yeah. Because, you know, to come to abide by the law right now, the law says you don't have to do it any, any type of specific way, but you have to provide some kind of accessibility on your website. Um, accessibility statements are no longer just, just having an accessibility statement saying you're aware that we don't have accessibility anymore and we're working on it. Uh, you know, it, it's not, um, acceptable anymore. And that would, that, that's something that businesses really need to be aware of. So wow, interesting. You know, it's, I was thinking about it, you know, there's 7 billion people on the earth and probably a lot more websites than that out there. Cause you know, a lot of people 
got two or three different websites. And, yeah. and, and the other thing, you know, that we're talking about Facebook and websites with Facebook, you don't own that content. So right. your page gets shut down, which a lot of people are doing right now. You've lost everything. It, it's where it, with your, it's your, your digital footprint, your digital is gone. But when you've got your own website that, that you can go to, you know, now you've got a tool that will, that you're in control of. Mm-hmm. I, I actually learned that firsthand this past, this beginning of this year, my account was hacked somehow, you know, my, I didn't change my password enough times or whatever. Somebody got it somehow. And some, you know, um, Taliban type political post was put up there. Facebook immediately shut it down. And they said, you know, this is against our policy. So we're shutting it down thinking that I did it. And so I tried to dispute it. They said, you have 30 days to contact us. It is so hard to actually contact Facebook in order to dispute (laughs) these. After 30 days, they deleted everything. It was gone. Two and a half years of work, you know, know, everything, all my connections, my messenger, everything was gone. I thought, you know, that's it. You know, I have to start over. I have to do this. And it was kind of, you know, I I lost a lot of connections because I didn't, didn't keep a lot of that stuff, but um, it was kind of refreshing and, and helped me figure out who the, the top connections were that I had and who yeah. really is in my inner circle. Um, but being one of the lucky ones, three months later, out of the blue, I got an email and my account is reactivated and everything is back. So I was, <laughs> I was extremely lucky, um, but Most definitely are. you are, you are yeah. so correct in, you know, people need to understand they rely on their Facebook way too much. Yeah. Always have, you know, make those connections, you know, build those relationships and your email list with your client base, because that is something that you will have, you will own, um, you know, and, and Facebook really is a tool that maybe not there may not be there tomorrow, you know, so. Yeah. And I, I see so many people, marketing coaches, you know, they push, build your email list, build your email list. It's, it's yours. You own it. And yeah. you, know, and you can, you can do what you want. You can sell from there as to where Facebook limits you from what you can do and, and that sort of thing. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at your Facebook page now and the power of the web is in its universality. Access by everyone, regardless of disability, is an essential aspect. You quoted that from uh, Tim Berners-Lee, the inventor of the World Wide Web. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the, 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 the things that we don't think about are probably some of the most important. And a lot of times people don't think about it until one of two things happens. One, they know somebody or they're, they have a family member that is in need or two, uh, they get sued. Right. And they don't think about it. I've got a friend in Nashville, Tennessee. She runs, um, she runs a a program. uh, It's a cochlear uh, implant program where she provides, she, it's a nonprofit. She raises money to give kids the cochlear implants and her daughter uh, was born deaf and she got the cochlear implant and she can hear. Um, and That's it's, awesome. you know, she uses that story. And I was just thinking about, about Jamie and that, um, you know, how you don't think about stuff like that, you know? So if, right. if there's video, unless, unless her daughter, unless Lexi's got her, her cochlear implants in, she can't hear the video. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and, and I, I love that story. I love, how people turn, you know, um, adversity into an opportunity to help others. Yeah. You know, uh, it's just 
something, you know, I, I believe that God gives us opportunities and puts things in front of us to say, okay, you know, this is your calling. This is what you need to go do, you know, because it's something that you love, but it's going to also, you know, fulfill you in your life yeah. mission to help people. So, you know, just stories like that. I, I love, I love hearing them and that's, that's awesome. But um, yeah. her, her, her uh, nonprofit is called songs for sound. And so what she does is she, ironically, she puts on concerts. So she brings in artists and they, they, you know, they give their time and she raises money through songs for sound um, to, to create opportunities for children whose parents can't afford the cochlear implants because a lot of times insurance doesn't cover that. That's really awesome. One one of my goals is to grow my company large enough where we can start partnering with a lot of programs like that to be able to give back and, and, you know, do our part to, to help others uh, in the disabled community. So it's, yeah, those types of organizations would be great to partner with. Absolutely. Yeah. To, to do some different, different cool things. Man, I, I, I had no idea until I started researching you a little bit and, um, and I saw that I, I never even thought about it. Like, you know, I think about, um, I think about doing closed caption on videos and things like that because there's a lot of times when you're on an airplane and you don't have earbuds and you know you want to watch a video and you don't want to turn the sound up yeah you know the person next to you and so I've you know I've thought about those types of things but I've never thought about the entire website kind of being ADA compliant and mm-hmm. and it's it's clearly much needed and and um, you know as we kind of close this out what's what's one piece of advice, you know, let's say somebody, small business, they're on a budget. Um, what are some, some things that they can do to go ahead and today begin tweaking their website to be a little more compliant? Um, you know, they can do things, you know, making sure that if they do have videos, even to get started, if they, you know, a, a little trick to do closed captioning is to put them onto YouTube and then link them over because YouTube does a, a halfway decent job in auto um, you know, putting closed captions automatically on there. Um, you know, definitely in, in the very least bit, you know, find a company like mine who has, you know, the, the tool set to be able to put on their website, because that will take care of about 80% of what you really want to do um, for your website. You know, alt text is a little bit more involved. It might, um, you know, cost a little bit more to get a web developer involved to help you with alt text. But um, mm-hmm. You know, those are the three things that you really want to focus mainly on. And even if if they're doing a podcast, if they have different things like a podcast or, um, you know, just just different things, um, you know, just make sure that, you know, you're transcribing your podcast or just the little things like that. But it just do something, you know, just see what you can do. If you need help, you know, you can reach out to myself or even, you know, look for another company that, you know, does accessibility because, the best thing to do is just to do something now, you know, a, to protect yourself from potential lawsuits. Um, but B just because it's, it's the right thing to do. It's the right way to do business. And you'll be able to connect with a lot more, a much larger client base. Um, you'll be able to reach customers that you can't today. And you'll also, you know, reach more customers by having better SEO and, you know, people, people will just genuinely look at, you know, your business in a different light saying, Hey, you know, they care enough to make sure that, you know, this community is represented. And I would imagine it would probably bring a much loyal, much more loyal following Mm -hmm. as well. You know, absolutely. People, people follow and they stay with people that, 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 
comply with or give them the advantage that they need. Yeah, and absolutely. So I I don't want to I don't like the the fear tactic, but just out of curiosity, a small business that's that's not ADA compliant, what type of lawsuit are they potentially looking at? You have any idea? Because I think it's important for people to know what what they're facing. If yeah, absolutely. Well, the ADA is actually just one of the laws that they can be hit with in California. Um, so the ADA is the main law that an attorney would go after them for, and the ADA does not allow the um, the the plaintiffs in the case to collect any damages or reward if they are are one. Although there are fines as well as attorneys' costs, you know, sometimes a large attorneys' costs for um, for you know defending themselves a lot of these businesses um but there are state laws that do allow damages which some of these damages especially in california florida and new york are the hardest hit ones especially um in the past couple years and they're more than doubling the number of lawsuits every year it's it's crazy um but a lot of these state statutes you know if they win the case then they can come after you for damages um, through the state statutes and they're averaging about 40 to $50,000 in fines. And you can get sued more than once if you don't correct the problem. So um, the Department of Justice has been, you know, for lack of a better term, dragging their feet in formulizing exactly, you know, black and white rules for this um, because they do have rules for, you know, handicap parking. We all know, you know, we've all seen handicap parking spaces. Yeah. That's, you know, a regulation from the ADA, um, ramps, handicapped bathrooms in places of, um, you know, public uh, restaurants and stores. Those are all similarly regulated by the ADA. Um, But now the courts have deemed that websites being digital real estate property of these businesses are now um, covered under these laws as well. Although there aren't any specific black and white, this is what you need to do you should do something, you know? So those are the things. It's gotta be difficult to try to come up with something black and white because you've got, as you mentioned earlier, autism, ADHD, you've got um, blind, deaf, you've got all these, a whole gamut. I mean, mm-hmm. from from one end to the other of different disabilities and they're all very different when it comes to a website. You know, you can, for a blind person, you can definitely adjust by having something sound mm-hmm. by you know, for a deaf person, you can adjust by having closed caption. But when you've got all these other disabilities that are out there, it's, I can imagine for them, it's so hard to find, to say this, these are the things that you, because the minute you think you got it all, there's something else that comes up. Exactly. And, and things could change imagine. and your website can change. So yeah. thing, it's not really even a level playing field. The, yeah. the statute that the ADA you know, recommends you go by is called the WCAG, which is the Worldwide Consortium for Accessible Web Design. And they have a whole list of like 80 plus now um, stat or things that you need to do to have a fully compliant website, which is, wow. is very difficult to do unless you, you're a very large corporation and you have a team that does this full time. Um, but, um, you know, most of the lawsuits are geared towards people with seeing impairment or seeing impairments. And so, you know, a lot of the the things that the WCAG focuses on are seeing and hearing. 
nobody there's very few times where a lawsuit or anybody will say you know you need tools for somebody with adhd or you need tools for somebody with colorblindness um you know unless that's included in seeing impairments or even um you know dyslexia you know a, a learning disability um something so that's where you know we try to fill that gap with our tool set and yeah. bring on all of these other um tools that will help people with all kinds of disabilities you know it's not just the seeing and hearing you know it's even physical disabilities where we can have a screen keyboard if they need it instead of you know typing on a, on a physical keyboard or um you know mouse controls that you know allow the mouse to be moved easier or, or things like that so those are the type of things that you know our toolbar um will help facilitate as well as the other things that we're doing awesome well i definitely want to drive all all of our traffic to you and your organization and um and support you in that manner so how can someone reach you uh to work with you and your team um, well, they can find us on our website right now, which um, we are revamping, um, or they can reach directly out to me at Tony at ADAComplyGuy.com, which is the easiest. And then we can... And, that, and that's your um, website, ADAComplyGuy.com? Correct. Yep. Awesome. Well, Tony, I've really enjoyed, I've learned a lot. I, there's some new things I had never even thought about. You know, you just, you throw a website up and you expect people to come come visit but um thank you for coming on today man yes the, the information is just invaluable and, and the thought of you know e even a, a five or ten thousand dollar fine could could put a small business under oh yeah but think about a forty or fifty thousand dollar fine i mean that that could really really hurt hurt somebody financially so we definitely want to uh, get the word and, and spread that word out so thank you for coming on thank you i i appreciate the opportunity to you know do my job and educate you, well, I did my job today, I educated one more person and, you know, I'm sure this will reach other people and we can, you know, help as many as we can together. Absolutely. Thank you, Tony. Thank you.